Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect weekend hiking trip or the perfect sunset. We cannot promise you'll make a new friend on the trail. It's certainly possible. We just can't guarantee it. And you probably shouldn't force it. But we can promise you this. With over 4,200 hotels worldwide, you can find a warm welcome and a comfortable room right on the way to where you're going. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. Now, as we mentioned last week, John and I um, were were basically going, not well, we weren't going to record for a couple of days because we were getting together for a very special operation. Yes, indeed. And the operation was a full success. And I can now tell you that Matt Ford is a Leeds United fan. (laughs) John and I, he jests and it's a good old laugh. He's a funny guy. We we went on a stag do. Yay! Natural fit. Everyone's thinking now, the listeners are all thinking, God, Bet Bet Richardson was an absolute bloody legend on that. That is an absolute natural environment. It was. You you were a legend on it, and it was your natural environment. It was a good stag do, wasn't it? Oh, I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I mean, people won't know who stag do it was at this point. Yeah, it was my stag, wasn't it? It was my stag. It was your stag, yeah. It was your stag. The old Ford stag. So we went to Benidorm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, incredible going via Vegas. Um, Yeah. But, yes, a a, a, a group of us us went to Glasgow. Well, we went to Edinburgh first, and we did the Johnny Walker Whiskey Experience on the Friday. Mm -hmm. We went to watch Celtic Motherwell in Glasgow on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. I thought we did a tour of Ibrox, the Ranger Stadium, on the Sunday, because I thought it would be cool if we went to Glasgow to see both sides of the old firm, watch a game at one, do a tour of the other, and um, and I think that's I think there's a few tour companies that recommend that. You know, I think I think and they're you know Celtic when we were there. You know, they were all like, "Do you guys need any on onward going transport to Ibrox or anything?" You know, it's a remarkably, it's a real entente cordiale, isn't it? Yeah, they really scratch each other's backs when they're yeah. not singing sectarian songs about each other or obsessing about whether you are a Protestant or a Catholic. <laughs> I mean. Uh, you look, we, we look. We're basically talking about an event John and I were at. Um, I mean, I mean, we should say actually. I don't think anyone. I don't think there was any like. Oh, a couple of people were sick, but apart from that, yeah, you were. Um, do you want to talk about Friday or shall I? Shall I recount the listener? Because obviously, you tell me your version of events. Well, obviously, look, I was a bit anxious going in. Uh, you're a, you're a taller gentleman than me. You're you're more of a session drinker. You know, I'm, I'm a sort of uh, I'd say I'm a sort of you know a couple a day alcoholic. Oh, not a day without it. No, thank you. But you know, I very rarely go to excess. Whereas you're like a feast or famine. You're you're a you're a goutman. You know, you're a you're a let's let's have a few days off it while we're working. Let's get our serious work eyes on, and let's drink seven bottles of Chianti Classico and have a wheel of cheese when we get in. Oh, so God, I thought I'm good. You're always slightly anxious about keeping up, you know, if you're an anxious little gentleman like me. Um, and then, of course, Friday. So how did you go to bed? Nine o'clock? I mean, that's not that bad. People might have thought you were about, say, six or seven. Nine. I think. I mean, we'd started at midday. First night of you. Yeah, midday. Na- nine p.m. Like a rocket. 
hit the ale early, and then it was the whiskey cocktails that slightly yeah. just, that was when the wobble happened. And I hadn't yeah. eaten much during the day. It was more a sugar crash. That's what it was. Okay, tactical sugar crash. Yeah, I, I went to bed early that? through starvation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you won't eat. That's your problem. You sort of see eating as something separate to uh, the drinking. I am changing that approach. And on Saturday... Well, then it went football mad, didn't it? People in Scotland will know this. You can't get alcohol inside stadiums in Scotland. No, dry stadium. And it's a bit of a schlep to the ground from the city centre. So there's a lot of walking. And I just decided, I made an early decision on that day. I was going to eat pies that day. And I had a lovely scotch pie. I had a macaroni pie. I think I might have had a burger as well. I had a slice of pizza. All on the ground? Yeah. Did you? God, yeah. God, I missed all this. I was watching the football. I was gorging. I was gorging. Um, beautiful stadium, Celtic Park. Yes, Celtic one, Motherwell one. Uh, for those uh, wondering, <laughs> it's one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Game of football. It was a terrible game of football, and admittedly, all the Celtic fans we spoke to said that. You know, you've seen us at our worst. You've very much seen forty Friday night, five to nine. You know, you haven't seen in his pomp traipsing off to the city ground singing his little songs. Um, it was a bad game of football. But we were sat next to the Motherwell fans, and I have to say, it's 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 a long time since I've been sworn at that vociferously by six-year-olds, and I enjoyed that. That was really the highlight of the game for me. Children giving absolute pelters to a stand of largely disinterested people. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I I I bought um carry bag full of scarves because I thought Celtic sang "You'll Never Walk Alone" before every game, but they don't. No, they just do it on European nights. Yeah, so we'll just put our scarves in our pockets. Yeah, and then sort of disposed of them as we went back into town because we didn't want to be targeted. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, this is the thing. It, it was, you know, I, I'm 40 now. It was the sort of stag do you'd expect a 40-year-old man to have. Yeah. Basically in the pub all day, one activity a day that revolved around either football or whiskey. And then on yeah. a Sunday, we went on a tour of Rangers. Now, <laughs> I, it's one of the funniest things I've ever been present at because the tour guide was a very funny man, but he singled out a few in our group early who did not take it well. And, and yes. instead of reading that social cue, he took that as a green light or a blue light to continually <laughs> batter um, the people that... I mean, early on, for a bit of panto, I, I said, oh, you know, my dad was there. I said, my dad's Irish. I thought it was best to be upfront about the fact we've been to Celtic Motherwell. I did, I did everything in my power to make sure that he aimed the bullets at me, but he was not. He did not see me as a target. He wanted to unload on people who liked it the least. I don't think you got anything all day, did you? I know. Well, even, even when I said, oh, we went to Celtic Motherwell yesterday, he was like, you've got to be kidding me. What? What? I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. And then he just sort of picked on someone else. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, it, to this, I, I'm wishing I could remember everything he said because I sort of, I'm trying to remember it like I met one of the prophets. Um, I, I just, I, I think he was saying like, too much stuff. It felt like going back to a, a stadium tour 20 years ago, didn't it? It, it, it was um, it was an unreconstructed football fan's view. I mean, you, you sort of happened to be walking around the stadium, but I really felt he was telling you exactly the same stories as he'd tell you if you just bumped into him in the pub. The stadium great was really stories. just there. That was his. He, he made it feel like that was his arena for him to perform in. But he had, he had great stories, um, uh, uh, exceptional history, and... There was a way that he picked on people that it was probably the most polite roasting, but some of the words were sinister. Yeah, well, I tell you what was interesting about it. It was sort of it was football level aggression, 
you know, real sort of Rangers Glasgow energy, Rangers Celtic energy, but about really quite non Like one of our group went to the toilet quite early, and that that became sort of recurring theme that this guy was going to keep going to the toilet. But he was sort of doing it with an energy as if he'd confessed to something far worse. Was, oh, you know what this guy's like? Yeah, he needs a wee. It's not quite the punch you think it is. Oh, he's going to need the toilet again in a minute. Yeah, yeah, he might. Yeah. The things that stood out for me were. Um, the speaking in code. I reckon there was a load of stuff he said that we just went over our heads because we're not from that yes. part of the world and aren't fully aware of all the lexicon and vernacular. So there were certain things where he'd say something that sounded completely innocuous, and mm. he'd say, if you know what I mean. You don't pass the ball, say if you know what I mean. I was like, is that a sectarian thing? Is that I've got no... I don't know what you mean. Please tell me what you mean, because I don't know what you mean. I think you knew what he meant. Yeah, I just always thought that would be about Celtic. What's interesting is for sort of that to work, there needs to be not many Celtic references on the tour. So sort of you think, oh, he didn't really mention Celtic, and then you come out and the Rangers fans were like, oh, you know that thing he said when uh, he said I'd never eat macaroni pie? That was about it. Oh, right. The Celtic references are so over and so frequent. (laughs) It's basically a Celtic tour in the Rangers (laughs) stadium. I mean, it is a magnificent state. If you never, I mean, I love stadium tours anyway, and I've done the Celtic Park ones. Well, they are both cathedrals of football with beautiful architecture and interiors. Fashion um, tips for me—that's you know, Lucy buys like house and home and all that, and country living. That Rangers tour to me was, ooh, that was like walking around a beautiful old stately home, all the wood paneling. The marble staircase, that that was beautiful. I mean, it's better than a national truck. It's, it's highly unusual as a football stadium, I brought for the, for the architecture. The Leeds United well, pennant in there, in the old, uh, in the blue room. Didn't say anything for Forrest, did we? He kept saying, of course, you'll, you'll see from your history, Rangers have played all the great sides of Europe. Oh. Hello there. Looking for it, weren't you? Desperately looking. I was desperately looking. That's not the first time I've done the tour either. And it, uh, again, not was unable to find any uh, shred of uh, a record of Nottingham Forest. The other thing, and, and it's lovely when people are proud of their own club, but you know when they build up a player or a manager, you've got, of course, the, the great legend, and you think, oh, this is going to be Gaza, Loudrup, mm-hmm. maybe even Ferguson, some sort of Rangers connection. And they go, eh, you know, none the world over. Not only is a great player, but arguably the greatest manager that has ever managed in the UK. And that, of course, was Wee Willy Wally. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And you go, who's that there? That, of course, is the great uh, David McLeary, who uh, you'll all know, of course, from, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, f-. Yeah. And then you feel it's... really ignorant and you can't just say, I'm sorry, I've never heard of him. Yeah, well, luckily, Rangers are of such a stature that I think it's sort of not that bad because it's not like doing a regional, you know, club tour where they're like, well, why are you here? Rangers is like, if you're in Glasgow, it's, it's an iconic stadium to go to and there are lots of trophies and stuff. And we declared on the way in that we were very, very English and very, very much not Rangers fans. So he was sort of looking at other people. He loved having his Rangers mates in here. These two will know. He'll tell you after. Yeah. He'll tell you after. And then they did it. Well, that was it. I mean, it was any any sort of vague reference was aimed their way. And then we went to a pub in the West End of Glasgow, which was, I can only say, as a football fan, this was batshit. So we bumped into Brian McClare the day <laughs> that before. An official football fan terminology. What did I say? 
As a football fan, I can say that this is batshit. <laughs> I don't remember that. Do you know what? I said it, and it, I'd immediately forgotten it. Um, I sometimes forget we're making a podcast. I feel like we're just on the phone to each other. Yes, well, the uh, the reason you'll know the difference is that I don't pick up the call when you ring. Oh, that's true. Although I hate getting phone calls. I'm just like, text me. I haven't got the energy to speak. Um, that's just in general. Anyway, the fu- so we bumped into Brian McClare. Um, on the way to the Celtic game, and then we'd met him for a few beers afterwards, and we said, "Look, we're going to this pub in, in Glasgow to watch the FA Cup semi-final on Sunday." So he comes along, amazing guy, and I knew him from before. Like he's such a gentleman. And then we're in this pub, and someone goes, "That's the Hibs team over there." And then Neil Lennon comes in, and it was just like some portal into like I felt like we were. It was so mad. You couldn't believe he was going to walk it. And wasn't Neil Lennon lovely? Yeah, it did feel like one of those films where... Was there a film where a guy goes back and meets, like, Picasso or Van Gogh or something, and he doesn't realise he's, he's travelled into the past? It felt like he's got into a film. film about football. Yeah. Where just footballers keep walking into this... Because it wasn't a particularly footbally pub, was it? It was a nice pub in the West End. It's just riddled with footballers. Good for footballers. You know what it is? It's one of those pubs, and, and, and Glasgow really excels at this. Big square pubs with massive tellies at yeah. every angle. You can't miss the game. I mean, it's just perfect. Um, and that was, of course, the day that uh, the plan was stadium tour, and we'll be out in time for the start of um, Newcastle Spurs. That backfired, of course, thanks to the pure baggage of anecdote on that tour. He declared it straight away when we went in. He said, this tour's going to be an hour and a half, at least. I'm like, right, we've missed the half. First half hour, but happen happen it'll be a quiet first half hour, eh? Happen it'll be nil-nil, someone will nick one before half time. I still remember the, the look on your friend's face when he checked the score. He was like, oh, they've already 3-0 up. 5-0. 5-0 after nil. 19 minutes. It was like, yeah. what? Remember, and they won't mind us saying, but one of our friends has um, put on a bit of weight during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the tour guide, <laughs> tour guide kept calling him Slimmer of the Year, but he was <laughs> he, for some reason it was inaudible to the person it was aimed at, who, by the way, when I said it to him afterwards, was gutted that he'd missed it because he'd have found it really funny. But when he was taking photos, there you go, mate. All right, everyone in. Uh, slimmer of the Year there. You just tuck in at the same. <laughs> it was just like no one got out alive. It was, I mean, you referenced Gaza, and it, it felt like getting to see Gaza in his pomp because that guy ain't going to be doing tours. You know, for very much longer, is he? It was very much a, oh, well, this may be our last chance to see this. <laughs> it was, so, it was, I mean, I love a stadium tour anyway. Yeah. I've, I've never been on a bad one. The Etihad's great, Old Trafford, obviously done the Forest one a few times. What's County like? Yeah, County's nice. Have you done the Notts County tour? I've done the Notts County tour. It's Have pretty you? straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wembley's great. Old, uh, old Wembley was great. Uh, where else have I done a stadium tour? I just think they're great. It's just the history of Trafford? clubs and things. You are. Have you done Old Trafford? I mean, I have to say, Old Trafford is the best oh. one that I've ever done. It, it, oh. It's absolutely mine. Their trophy room is incredible. So you know, the, most trophy rooms they've maybe got one version of the trophies they've won. They've got a full size replica of trophies for every time they've won them. So it's just mad. Oh, you know what? Man United's trophy room is at the end of 
the Goonies. There's so much treasure in there. You think there's going to be like a skeleton in the corner. Well, <laughs> this is like a pirate's raid. It's mad. Uh, it, yeah. You have to hand it to them. It's sensational, that stadium tour. And anyway, you kind of have to put Allegiance aside. There were Rangers fans who did not come to the Celtic game, and there were Celtic fans who did not come on the Ibrox tour. That's, that's, that's understandable. And there was a lot of chat about, you know, does it go too far? It does blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, t- I took the view that, well, I, you know, I'm going to do all of it. And then... It was the trophy room where I thought I couldn't I couldn't be doing this at Old Trafford. I've been to games at Old Trafford. I couldn't be I couldn't be in a room with everything they've won and somebody in a little red tie telling me how amazing it is that I couldn't be doing that. Would it, why would it hurt your feelings? It just really pissed me off. It would just to the, to the point where then I can't enjoy any of the rest of it. I, I just. I couldn't be sat there around all those trophies and somebody telling me, of course, you'll remember this one. And of course, we beat Leeds in the run-up to this one. Oh, shut up. Refresh the summer vibes with Tic Tac and you could win a Lollapalooza VIP experience in Chicago. Visit TicTacSummer.com for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 U.S. states and D.C. 18 plus. Ends June 30th, 2024. Void in PR and where prohibited. See TicTacSummer.com for rules and free entry without UPC. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into the Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And and have you done the Leeds one? No, no, I'm not. I, what? I've I, I done. That's my second ever stadium tour. And what's the only other one you've done? Uh, camp now. Oh, nice. The new camp, yes. On a uh, school trip with my friend Mandy, and we did the uh, we did the stadium tour at New Camp. So I talked about my school in these terms because it makes it sound like I want to eat. But there was an old boy um, who. Uh, had set up a fund for modern languages, so he'd, uh, he'd launched. His name happened to be Dr. Richard Long, Dick Long, um, nice. and he set up basically an endowment fund, and I'm pleased to say I was the first recipient of the Long Dick Endowment Fund. Um, <laughs> we, we, had to, <laughs> we had to apply to get a taste of uh, Long Dick's money, um, and uh, I wrote an essay on how, you know, I love the Spanish language, but I'd never been to Spain, a little bit abroad once at that point. Um, and uh, uh, old Dick came through and um, slid us some. Uh... <laughs> anyway, he gave us five hundred quid, and we uh, went to Barcelona for a couple of days. Uh, that is very cool. But I don't. It's a bit like an empty theatre, isn't it? There's a there's a majesty to it, of course, an empty football stadium. But stadium sort of not. It, it wouldn't be my first thought. I, I, for me, the bit of every stadium. Is when you're coming through and you get your first glimpse of the pitch. That's it. Yes. Either you come up the stairs or you just peek it through the sides. You know, it's not an, a you know a ball stadium. 
that to me is I'm sort of done there once I've seen that. And I've never been at a stadium, big or small, where that doesn't. Whoa, there it is. That's what they play on. You go like a child again, don't you? That's what they play the game on. I like the tunnel. I like walking out the tunnel. I mean, I don't think I've been on a stadium until that's cost more than 15 quid. You did this it's week, it's yeah. such good value for money. And you're usually there for a couple of hours. You get to see the dressing rooms. You get to walk out the tunnel. You get the history and all that sort of there? thing. Oh, I must have done at least 10. I've done Hamden. Yeah, I've done Hamden, Wembley. Celtic Park, Ibrox, Nottingham Forest, the Etihad, Old Trafford, uh, Notts County. Oh, I've done a few more. I've definitely well, done. Well, let us know. Hello occasion- at cpfbl.com. It yeah. just doesn't occur to me. It's not what I like about football. The the sort of the the history and all of that. I'm all about Saturday three o'clock, few pints, bit of shouting. Of course, but I'm you can do about. both. Yeah, but the other bit you know what just it doesn't was? really bother me. Yeah, no, but when you're gigging around and you've got time yeah, to kill sure, during the day, sure. just go to go and do the stadium tour. It's great. 10 or 15 quid. Mooch about. Get to see where, you know, legends and you get a bit of history and then it builds your football knowledge and yep. get to see the grounds no, and I, things. I, I fully support it. And I, I would, I'm, the, I'm the weaker man for not wanting to do it. But um, I, I enjoyed this weekend. But, you know, I, I'd have cut it in half. I'd have done half hour. Here's the trophy room. Yeah, I, Sit where he does his press conferences. Have a look at the pitch. Sod off. Yeah, I mean, I did feel sad when it was over. I had that sort of post-Glastonbury blues where you're like, oh my God, I just had three days of being in Scotland, going to football, stadium tours, um, and just taking the piss out of each other and just eating, eating, eating. Just go, you know what? You know, the rest of the week, I'm always like, I've got to go to the uh, gym or I shouldn't have dinner tonight because I'm a fat state. And then when you're on a stag do or a weekend like that, you're just like, it, there are. I'm just gonna just eat what I want. My wife texted me at one point and said, "How's it going?" Oh. I said, "It's eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm having a pint in the sun, and we're gonna go to the football." I just oh, life doesn't great. get any better than that. And we're in Glasgow. The weather was sensational. It was. You were talking about Brian McClare. Brian gave me a golf ball as a stag gift because I'm gonna give you a gift now. He just gave me a golf ball. Okay. He texted me. You still got that golf ball? I said, "I've still got that golf ball." He sounds a bit frightened. That was so cool. We should say, by the way, I mean, not that this is, you know, oh, Slebville, but um, I think Neil Lennon was quite excited to meet John Richardson. He did seem quite excited to meet me. I think on, on, on behalf of a mate, I think he had a mate who wanted to meet me, and I think he felt glad that he was able to make that introduction. It was really funny, though, because obviously the, 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 we had some Rangers people there, some Celtic people there, and like when it was like Celtic people, the Rangers boys just say, you know he's over there, right? I'm not f***ing saying the Lord. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was lovely because as outsiders, we got we got to see the the, the rivalry. Yeah, rare in tooth and claw. Speaking of rivalry, not speaking about yes. top of the table rivalry. We're recording on Thursday morning. We drew in FPL. We did draw in FPL, fifty six point each. You drew in PL. What cost me was um, can I call it that fucking Leicester goal? Support Go me on, then, me that. call it that if you want. Fucking Leicester goal, obviously, because I have uh, League United players. Oh, no, that's not the team I played, so maybe I haven't got 56 points. That's not this week. No, I think he's put the uh, let score me have a look. up there. Because let I did get, not have... blame producer Danny, he's not who's not even here to week. defend I'm himself. I'm running the show this week. I'm producing. Producer John. Yeah. How does that feel? You get a producer credit this you week. you at any point, mate. Cut your mic. Feel good, you feel good about yourself, do you, mate? Yeah, I think you might have won this week because I actually got 52. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not 52. done. No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I've got two players left. I'm on 24. Oh, well, hang on. Oh, this is yeah, last we're talking week. about the week before. Yeah, okay. We're mid-game so we're week. Mid-game week. 
Um, how many have you got Mid, so far this okay. week? 24. Who did you captain? Ollie Watkins. Ooh, what did he get you? Well, four. I captained Alf. Uh, I call him Alfinger Harland. It's a real problem. Forest legend, because you're a Forest fan. Captained Erling Harland, and he got me 28 points. Yeah. Surely this week. Surely. Surely this is your week in uh, FPL, but in PL, oh. what a remarkable um, turn of events um, for both our clubs, John. So uh, you were beating Leicester, oh. and then Jamie Vardy equalised. How, how do you feel about the whole thing? Well, let me say this now. Did you see the game? No, I didn't. We were lucky to get a point. Obviously, all the talk afterwards, uh, Patrick Bamford, friend of the show, lovely fella, um, struggling. Um, oh, dear. He missed... I mean, you've got to use your football terminology, haven't you? Football terminology is, I believe, a guilt-edged chance. I believe that is the language I'm supposed Ooh. to use. Um, it was a judge to have been a guilt-edged chance. Was, uh, there's just no other way of putting it. It was an open goal at the death oh, of the Patrick. match. And he put it very wide, very hard. Um, the oh, thing is, I don't think, Obviously, 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 we finished one all, so you could say it scored that with a 1 2 1. Leicester had a goal chalked off, quite rightly for offside. We should have lost. You know, we deserved to lose. That was a, that was a really bad performance. Was, but you managed to get a point, you see. Yeah, but it's not enough. You've got to that look that at it and say Leicester are one of the few teams below us and we didn't beat them at home. Where else are you getting points? We've still got to play Man City, Tottenham, and Newcastle. You can't beat Leicester at There's home. A... And I watched with a friend who is a Leicester fan. I say this with great love and respect. Leicester are shit. They were shit. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't beat them. They're crap. So that's it. John, there's just a bit of a rustle coming from your end. I'm not so sure if your microphone's cut. So, so maybe my I don't jacket. know if it's catching on your various layers, yeah. yeah. Leicester are shit. Just thought of it. This is the point I was they making. Are. Leicester are shit. But they're going to stay Leicester up, are shit. I think. I don't think they will. I think. No. We will go down. I think uh, Southampton will go down, and I think, I mean, perhaps um, oh, Everton will go down. I yeah, think because you're be you know right what? Now, because go on. This time yesterday, I'd have said we were toast. In fact, after the Leeds game, I've been telling anyone who listen, I think we're down, mate. Yeah, and then. We pull out a performance against Brighton last night that will go down as one of the greatest Forest victories of all time. I'm quoting that your tweet cr- here. I have a tweet from El Howe. Is this an early shout for Fordy's hyperbole of the week from a team that's won two European Cups? Matt Ford tweeted at full time yesterday. That will go down as one of the greatest victories and one of the greatest performances in Forest history. Massive in every way. The city ground has the best atmosphere in Britain. I would take issue with almost every word in that. But um, talk to me about how far Forrest have fallen, that that is one of the greatest victories and one of the greatest performances in Forest history. Because I'm not saying, obviously, it's as good as winning the European Cup. Sounds I'm saying like that's a mate. crucial victory at a crucial time. And it, when a club hasn't won since we beat Leeds in February, yeah. to pull out a performance like that is just uh, outstanding. And the atmosphere, I mean, you could... I couldn't be there, but watching it on telly, you could just feel it roaring through the... T- I mean, I've been to a few games this season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we went to Celtic Motherwell at the weekend. I've been to Stamford Bridge, been to um, the Etihad, not the Etihad, the Emirates and and and, um, and the Spurs crowd. There is, uh, and I went to Leeds. There's not a... I've been to Southampton. There is not 
a stadium in England at the moment, and I think therefore by extension Britain really, I, I just don't think there is a, a stadium in the country that has that atmosphere. It is absolutely incredible. From the first second to the last minute, it was just relentless. It was like the Coliseum, and that absolutely played its part. And the players were superb, but yeah, you can only conclude that the fans absolutely played their part in, in, in securing that victory last night. Was it, I've never seen anything like it. It, it was it was a better atmosphere than a cup final. It was like a boxing mat. It was absolutely sensational. People need to watch it back. That will go down in history. Seriously. I think that, that concludes Fordy's hyperbole for the season. There are six weeks left of this world. season. And the greatest, one of the greatest victories in Forest history, it's like the Coliseum, and people need to watch that back. You're implying that a Brentford fan or a Newcastle fan needs to give up an hour and a half of their time to re-watch Forest yeah. beating Brighton. That will be studied uh, in some oh, course, you... in some place, in some year in the future, because they will say, uh, in like sports psychology, what role, why, did, why is home advantage a thing, and what role can fans play in helping their team? I mean, you almost need a new module for what happened at the City Ground last night. Oh, you that out. So, Brennan Johnson but missed do. the penalty. Yeah. Um, and he and still, we still won 3-1. One. One. And talk to me about remaining I mean, the, fixtures, because I'm now worried. It leads, Leeds and Forest, 16th and 17th. Somebody kindly tweeted, stop the count last night, um, saying, let's mm-hmm. end it now, we're 16th and 17th. That would leave Leicester Everton and Southampton down. We've both played 33, won 7, drawn 9, lost 17. Um, we're ahead on goal difference, <laughs> even despite that absolute pummeling we took, shipping 11 goals in two games. We've got a better goal difference by 10. I don't know how it's happened at Leeds because our goal difference last season was an absolute abomination. But we have the best yeah. goal difference at the bottom of the table. So if it does come down to goal difference, oh, but then and it should. Let's, you know, let's, if points are equal, let's talk about the thrashing that Manchester City gave to Arsenal last night and be aware that Leeds still have to travel to the Etihad. So it conceivably I mean, concede six or seven there. And then, do you know what? I I um I bought BT Sport yesterday. Did you? By month pass, I bought BT. I never really bothered with it. I'm like, I've got now TV, which is basically Sky Sports. I don't BT. I've never been that bothered about the Champions League. I can watch the early kickoff at Absolute on a Saturday. I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, Forest! I need to watch this. And in the back of my mind, I thought, you know what? If we're losing three or four nil in the first half hour, I can switch over and watch a bit of City Arsenal, mm-hmm. and then you know I can flick back and forward. I, I, I've got to tell you, dear listener. I did not flick over, apart from at halftime. But during the game, I did not flick over. And despite all that stuff, the forest, I mean, cannot emphasize, you need to sit down. No, but I tell you this now, it. not a single listener, not one, not even our most sad, depressed listener, somebody with nothing but time on their hands and no motivation in their life, not one person is going to revisit the full match of Forest versus Brighton, who is not a Forest fan. Good question, though. Are you a saddest listener? <laughs> Email us. Hello at cpfbl.com. If you think you are, we'll try and cheer you up. I mean, you can start by watching Forrest Brighton from last night. Cause that'll, that'll, that'll do the trick. Didn't do it but for yes, me. I've got oh to say, God. it pissed me right off. Do you know, do you know what? A live reaction, and I care for you a great deal, mm-hmm. and obviously if it leads some Forrest up, that is the dream. I'll give you a live replay now. Uh, you, you be Jeff Stelling announcing full time. Full time at the City Grand, and it's Nottingham Forest 3, Brighton Hove Albion 1. Oh. Me! That's what I did last night. <laughs> oh, I just wow. head in hands. Just 
because and I, and the the happiest I am at the moment is when I just accept we're done. The toast is finished. Fine, doesn't matter. I love football. I'm a Leeds fan. I will be a Leeds fan next season. Doesn't matter. Fine. We're down. We made terrible decisions. We signed shit players. We're going down. Fine. I can accept that. It's all this hope. It's then you look at the league table and you're like, well, hang on, we're 16. We can't be down yet. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I hated every second of this. Even last season, at least we had Bielsa for half of it. Even when we were getting thrashed, we had Bielsa for half of it. This season, from the very, from the first whistle of the first game, has been shit, and I've hated all of it. You know what I find so fascinating, John? The emphasis on me <laughs> rather than fuck. Yes, well, my daughter is asleep upstairs. Okay. Um, um, very Richardson way to to emphasise the word. I mean, it's more uh, stressing uh, the final word, isn't it? If, if you shout "fuck me," it's weird, isn't it? Oh yeah, that sounds a bit "fuck me, fuck me, fuck me." Which you'll know if you listen to the, Yeah, yeah. Join the Diamond Club and other slice dot com slash cpfpl. Um, but. John, I agree with you. Is I would like us both to stay mm-hmm. up because you know the dream of being able to go to each other's fixtures uh, we still is haven't a, done it. a real Mad. pleasure. And didn't make it in not game. in the Premier League, we did it in the Championship a few years ago, and that might that might have even been League One actually. But, uh, not We're in the still Premier not League. Seeing Forest real, Leeds. Real that was Forest Ipswich I came to. Oh, <laughs> I'm thick as hell. You are. We've never been to a Forest Leeds mm-hmm. game together. Mm-hmm. Terrible business. But 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 I feel the same as you. I'd like us both to stay up, or if we're going down, great if you come down with us. But, you know, um, if it's between Forest or Leeds, I say this as a bell, fuck you to hell. Yeah, well, talk to me about that, because, you know, this, this, this podcast is nothing but our relationship. I'm, I'm going to say this now. I will be gutted if we go down and you stay up. I will I be gutted. I'll be a bit. I'll be. Uh, our survival is the main thing. Mm. I, it, I would. My second thing would be. I would like you to stay up so that we get to play next season. I mean, and also, if we go down, go down and lead, stay up. Well, I, I, I mean, in a way, that's the world we've been in for the for the mm. previous couple of years, hasn't it? You you went up before mm. us, so it, it kind I of be the toast. natural order of things. Really. You are. City, Newcastle, and Tottenham still to play, and we can't beat Leicester at home. So I know, but mate, funny old game in it, eh? We've got Bournemouth away this weekend. I think you'll win that. We've got Brentford away, and then Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal oh, at home, Palace I hate away. It. I just want—if I could press a button now, could win all them. It's been a big change in my life not to get deep in my thirties. I used to think, God, let's just skip forward, and now I think, no, I don't want to go forward. I don't want to miss it. I'd like to go back and relive certain things. It's a sign you're happy in your life. If I could press a button now, and it was the end of the season, I'd press it in a heartbeat. You know, if we win all our games, we could finish 11th. <laughs> I said it was the end of Fordy's hyperbole. I spoke too soon. Forest fans now eyeing up 11th. <laughs> God, in fact, if I'm trying to figure out if... No, that's only if you win all your games and nobody else picks up a point, surely, which is an impossibility because teams at the bottom were playing each other. So at some yeah, the point... The gap teams... between... Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe maybe no. But we could finish, you know, basically mid tape But anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, this is tomorrow. remarkable. I'm going to put that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but producer Danny, when you're back, I want you to clip that. And if Forrest go down, I want us to open the first podcast back with, we could finish 11th. Oh. I mean, we'll probably finish mid-table. And then it's a European push for next season, isn't it? 
you get well if forests stay up you know that that's the main thing isn't it is that it is a platform on which to build no doubt and hopefully for for both our clubs john um now we've, we've had a few emails so i guess it's time for hit the post i've still got a slight sore throat from the weekend it's just that dryness i don't know if it's audible no no okay good good i, I get very um self-conscious about my th- throat <laughs> i don't want to sound um I always think I sound like my skull is full of mucus. I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't like the use of the word skull there. Uh, Nikki O'Keefe says, Hi, Matt and John. Apologies, I'm a little behind in the podcast. No need to apologise. It's life. This happens. He said, I've just been for a walk on my lunch break and listened to the episode where Matt describes his joy of watching dog videos. I was wondering if Matt would be interested in expanding his interest to rabbit videos. (laughs) Oh, this is, this is a slippery slope. I'll give you a quick answer here, Nicky. Yes. You're going to be on the two... dark web within three podcasts. Because, I, well, I, it's one of the few pets I've ever had a rabbit. And I just, they are lovely, docile animals, aren't they? They don't bark. They're, they're, they're <laughs> fouling. Is that acceptable? It's for these animal facts. <laughs> they don't bark. More than says, next week. Uh, what noise does two... a rabbit make? Okay. You know, if you do that near a squirrel, it will stop and look at you. <laughs> do that okay. on a walk through the park. He says, I have two rabbits, aptly named Ombran for the podcast, Rashford and Wags. The latter being a female rabbit, his Wag. Rashford and Wags have a TikTok channel, which I've shared a link below. Oh. I understand Matt does not appreciate lots of sounds with the videos. However, some of these are enhanced by the audio. Bunny Live Zoom. Right, here we go. Going in, baby. Bunny Live. Rashford and Oh, God, they're cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, that is good. He's, he's got one. Tell you what, he's got a huge pen for these rabbits. I mean, it's huge. He's built like a stadium, and he's got an old Trafford sign on it. Wow. For these rabbits to run around in, and then it's got the da 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 Is that the Mario music? That's Super Mario, yeah. Very odd well, brand at the rabbit. moment. Oh, wow. I mean, he looks after these rabbits very, very well. Nicky, you are a phenomenal rabbit owner. Mm. Wow, the life these rabbits have. Have you clicked on the link, John? Uh, no. No, I'm, You've I'm, all got I'm to get quite on there. enjoying listening to your reaction, to be honest. But um, hang on, let me have a look then. Um, oh, they're lovely, these animals. But there's something very calming about seeing a rabbit. It's almost like they know. They have a chilling... Oh, they're such cute animals. Aren't they lovely rabbits? I've never been a big rabbit fan. Why not? Why do you hate them? I don't hate them. I like them in the wild. Mm. So they sort of epitomise a pet that is a wild animal. Maybe I watch too much Watership Down. There's a dog loose in the woods. <gasps> is it a Have a little look. Whoa, they really jump, don't they? Yeah. That enclosure Whoa. in the paddock. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a custom-made mega cage. Fast, aren't they? Fast rabbits. God. You try catching one. I've never tried. I would never try. But I imagine if I did try, I wouldn't be able to. I think it's watching them run. I used to say the same as dogs. A dog was staring at me out of a flat window this morning. Driving across a block of flats. And the dog was like, big dog, top floor of the flat, staring <sighs> forlornly out of the balcony. I thought, that bloody dog does not want to live in a flat on the top floor. But was it looking at you to intimidate you or was it pleading for rescue? Oh, it was just bored shitless. Just, uh, <laughs> just 
Might as well watch a bloody traffic jam. There's no going on in here, pal. Yeah, but I think dogs are quite easily pleased, aren't they? He'll be loving that traffic jam. No, no, he's bored. He's a bored dog. Uh, he wants to be out. Wants to be sniffing. Wants to be running, rutting, getting up to dog oh, business. Yeah. That's what I think. Watching <laughs> Rashford and Wags tearing around their pen. I think they want to be in a field. I mean, no offence to Nicky, I'm not, you know, everybody's everybody's got pets, you know. I'm not, I'm not arguing against the concept of pets. No, you're a curious thing, you. You simultaneously love and hate animals. I've never seen you speak so sort of both-sidedly on the debate. Occasionally, you see a big dog and you're just furious about the concept of big dog ownership. Well, I think status dogs is what I'm against. It's not St Bernard's I have an issue with. It's mm. when people have violent dogs and they relish them straining at the leash as you cross the road with tears in your eyes. That's what I don't like. I don't like bullies, John. Dog or human. Um, what a good guy. Mark has been in touch. Um, he says, I listen at work and you help me through my days as I work mostly alone as a handyman. I love handymen. Oh, yes. God, problem solvers. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine you. Imagine your business just being, gives a ring, I'll probably be able to sort it. I'm the opposite of a handyman. Yeah, don't ring me. I can't sort it. One of the uh, one of the other dads at school this week had a flat tire, so I went back to my car after I dropped my daughter off, and he was sat in his car, and I felt for him because he was doing exactly what I would do. He was sort of going, oh, f- I've got to sort this out. And there's that pressure oh, to exhausting. sort it out yourself. And I, just, I looked at him, and I, I wanted to be able to say, oh, I've changed a few tyres, mate. And I just had to put my hands up and say, I just found the AA, so I'm really sorry. If I can help in any way, then let me know. But... Um, I don't know. You might as well be asking me to speak Prussian. I haven't got a bloody clue, mate. I felt so useless. I, I hate it when... I mean, we, there's no way to sound this without sounding like a dick in our line of work, but you know when you're just working all the time, and you're like, my head actually cannot take in any more information. The mm. box is full. It feels like a huge medicine bowl full of water that's just sort of sloshing everywhere. You're like, it's full. Don't put any more in because it's just going to spill out. Mm-hmm. and I go through periods of this sometimes where I remember booking a flight to Belfast that I didn't need. I was like, what? It was almost like I was having a breakdown. I was like, I can't. My brain is sort of like, you can feel the fabric of your brain eroding. And um, on the way back from Glasgow at the weekend, did I tell you this? No. So me and my brother, I th- firstly, I thought I'd booked both of our flights and I hadn't. He'd booked his. But I was like, we're on the same flight and we're flying from Glasgow to London City. So I check in, I'm dropping my bag off. And uh, I said, oh, I'll just, I'd like to check this with a city flight at half three. So there isn't a city flight. I was like, oh, I'll, it's around that time. She's like, fine. She went, Heathrow. I said, no, city. I said, look, it says here on the boarding pass. And I'd had the boarding pass on my phone. And it said Heathrow on it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, so hang on, we're on separate flights. Anyway, not the end of the world. We're then in the bar. Same city, innit? Same city, not the end of the world. He's like, oh, mine's not till R4. Says, oh, I'll have a Diet Coke. We sat there and I said, uh, I can't see a London one at R4. We've been sat there for hours, right? He goes, oh, no, it lands at R4. I said, it must leave now. Oh, <laughs> my He just looked at the screen and said, gate closed. And he'd, oh, my he'd sat there for hours on the Peronis, thinking he had all the time in the world. I was like, what a pair of wallies. I booked the wrong flight. You've been sat there. As your flight has filled up and left, oh and they got to book a new one. These I know people, and I tell you what's happened there as well. While they've been on the flight, everyone's left late because they've been like last call for passenger Peroni Mad Nutter, and yeah. he's sat there listening. And you're on the plane thinking, "How do you not know you've got a flight?" That's what I always say. I was, I sat there fuming. I think they know they've got a flight. Yeah, Bloody same. Free. They're sat there now. They're going, "Yeah, what they're going to do? Leave without us? F- them. Yeah, we'll get another bottle of uh, Aqua Di Gio, please." 
And then it turns out, actually, there are people in the world who just get to an airport, check in, and then forget they've got a flight. Mad. I just can't handle it. I'm like, I can't. I just can't handle any more information. Like, I, nothing can go wrong in my life at this point because I'm like, I can't. Like, even just a, nothing can break in the next fortnight. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, don't. I can't well, mend anything. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's that I, uh, I, was, I was going to put our daughter to bed last night. Um, literally, 10 to 7. What the f*** is that? Smoke alarm. Battery failing. No. Google it. It's going to beep every 10 minutes, basically, yes. all through the night. I was like, shit. you got a 9-volt battery in the house? I bloody haven't. Uh, no. My daughter is like, PJs on the couch. I've said, have a bit of telly before bed. Suddenly, I'm like, right, get dressed. We're going to co-op. Just, uh, just... You know, and you're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm just trying not to be the angry dad. She's like, I don't want to go to the shop, Daddy. I was like, I don't want to go to the shop. Nobody wants to go to the shop, but we have to go to the shop. I've got to get a little square battery because the world is an arsehole. You get in a sense now of what led to the uh, the uh, screaming at the uh, full-time whistle. I mean, it, it's just one of those things where, like, not now. And, like, I know rationally the universe is not against me. Yeah. I know that as a rational person. I know that this is just oh, yeah. perception. But, like, you cannot do it to me now. Um, the, uh, talking of shops, yes. Mark Crutchley's been in touch. Oh, yeah. Very close to Mark Crossley. Um, do you know that for a fact? We just oh, his name well, this was the guy I was talking about. Sorry, this is Mark. This is a handyman. We, we, we diverted way off. Um, he says, uh, after listening to the episode where Matt said he'd like a rubber from the Ironbridge Museum in Telford, I feel the need to offer my services. He really is a handyman. I live in Telford. I'd be more than happy to purchase and forward some Ironbridge Museum stationery onto you both. Please send me a delivery address. I'd be more than happy to make this happen. Mark, we will be in touch. He says also, and I think this is fair dues, since my 40th on April the 21st. Oh, that was a week ago. So if you'd be kind enough to wish me a happy birthday on the pod, you'd make an aging man very happy. Mark, a week or so late, happy 40th. Happy John, is there anything 40th. you'd like to say to Mark on these 40th Yeah, birthday? I would do. Uh, I'd like to uh, reiterate the words of my mother, who has told me that every decade of our life has been happier than the one before. So uh, don't worry about turning 40. I hope you have a wonderful decade. I will not be sending you my home address in exchange for a Telford Iron Bridge pencil. Okay. You will not be. I'm, I don't want that. I don't want anything that is for sale within fifty miles of Telford. Is that? Is that? Why not? I just. I, I don't need anything. I certainly don't need a, a Telford Ironbridge pencil. I don't, I don't understand how this has happened on the podcast. It's like every week when I listen to you desperately putting out calls for the words of the grieving, I think, what's happening here? Why am I being asked to give out personal details for a pencil I don't want? Um, so I, I, I thank Mark for his email. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Um, congratulations on being a handyman. Uh, just just so, so that you respect me as a fellow man. I did change the battery in my smoke alarm myself. That's about as, as handy as I've felt in the last 10 years. I had to get a little ladder and I had to put a little screwdriver in to unlock the valve. I had to switch it off at the fuse because it's a main smoke adapter with a battery backup. So, you Ooh. know, I'm practically a handyman myself now. Yeah. Um, you seen the picture of uh, Bernardo Silva buying a screwdriver in Wilkinson's? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone's had a picture. Um, there was a Twitter thread um, started by a Twitter thread. There's a Twitter thread about 80s and 90s football. Uh, 80s and 90s football. Name a footballer you've randomly met or bumped into in public. And someone just tweeted a picture of themselves stood next to Bernardo Silva 
who uh, come out for a set of screwdrivers from Wilkinson's. I mean, you know what's mad about that is I know that if Bernardo Silva needs a screwdriver, he's more than capable than finding out where to buy them and going to get yeah, them. But he's silky but, with them as well. Oh, can you imagine the way? Oh. But anyway. I Lock sort of think, oh, they must just get, like, gold ones from Harrods, couriered <laughs> down by Chopper. Do you know what I mean? I just can't imagine them buying normal things, but they must buy bread and beans all the time. Yes. Um, if you've ever seen a footballer buying bread or beans. If you're our saddest listener, and if you have anything from Telford or within 50 miles of Telford that you think I might be willing to give out my home address for, then hello at cpfl.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back with another very soon, at which point, God knows, Leeds might win away at Bournemouth and I too might be eyeing up the European slots with four games to go. Uh, but for myself and the hyperbolic Matt Ford. Thank you very much. That is one of the greatest sign-offs I've ever heard. <laughs> Email us, hello at cpfbl.com. Recommend some stadium tours. And for the love of God in your own body, share, subscribe and review um, because it just helps us. So why wouldn't you? Bye. Bye. That's my impression of producer Danny doing an impression of me. Bye. Bye.